Good morning, it's Tuesday, July 3rd, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Conflict seen in sales tactic at J.P. Morgan. U.S. adds forces in the Persian Gulf, a signal to Iran. And drug firm admits guilt in criminal fraud case. In this morning's national news, a climate scientist battles time and mortality. Oxygen problems on F-22 elude Air Force's fixes. And cost to protect U.S. secrets doubles to over $11 billion. In today's business headlines, court papers undercut ratings agency defense. Barclays executives are tied to actions on low rates. And revelation signals a shift in views of homosexuality. There will be more business stories, along with more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Conflict Scene in Sales Tactic at J.P. Morgan. Facing a slump after the financial crisis, J.P. Morgan Chase turned to ordinary investors to make up for the lost profit. But as the bank became one of the nation's largest mutual fund managers, some current and former brokers say it emphasized its sales over clients' needs. These financial advisors say they were encouraged at times to favor J.P. Morgan's own products, even when competitors had better performing or cheaper options. With one crucial offering, the bank exaggerated the returns of what it was selling in marketing materials, according to J.P. Morgan documents reviewed by the New York Times. The benefit is clear. The more money investors plow into the bank's funds, the more fees it collects for managing them. The sales push has allowed J.P. Morgan to buck the industry trend. Amid the market volatility, ordinary investors are leaving stock funds in droves. In contrast, J.P. Morgan's gathering assets at a rapid rate, despite a lineup of actively managed mutual funds and only a small group of top-performing funds, over the last three years, roughly 42% of its funds failed to beat their peer group average, according to Morningstar, a fund researcher. I was selling J.P. Morgan funds that often had weak performance records, and I was doing it for no other reason than to enrich the firm, said Jeffrey Tomes, who left J.P. Morgan last year and is now an advisor at Urso Investment Management. I couldn't call myself objective. J.P. Morgan's not the only bank to build out its wealth management business. Morgan Stanley and UBS have redoubled their efforts, attracted by returns steadier than those on trading desks. But J.P. Morgan has taken a different tack by focusing on selling funds that it creates. It is a controversial practice, and many companies have backed away from offering their own funds because of the perceived conflicts. Morgan Stanley and Citigroup have largely exited the business. Last year, J.P. Morgan was the only bank among the ten largest fund companies, according to the research firm Strategic Insights. It said financial advisor on my business card, but that's not what J.P. Morgan actually let me be, said Matthew Goldberg, a former broker who now works at the Manhattan Wealth Management Group. I had to be a salesman even if what I was selling wasn't that great. J.P. Morgan has previously run into trouble for pushing its own funds. In a recent arbitration case, the bank was ordered to pay $373 million for favoring its products, despite an agreement to sell alternatives from American Century. J.P. Morgan defends its strategy, saying it has in-house expertise and customers want access to proprietary funds. 
We always place our clients first in every decision, said Melissa Shuffield, a bank spokeswoman. Shuffield added that advisors who work for other companies account for a large percentage of the sales.